I'm Sarah Seven, and you are listening to Tornado Radio, where we're all safe and sound in the eye of the unstoppable Central Texas music storm. Got another good one for y'all folks. This episode of Tornado Radio, we will be interviewing Salado songwriter Richard Paul Thomas, better known as RPT. We make it a policy on Tornado Radio to focus on original music. That's why we interview so many songwriters. But uh, RPT, it turns out, is more than just a singer-songwriter. I met him at an MACT meeting. And unlike all the other musicians who were busy talking and schmoozing, trying to let everyone know who they were, he was carefully listening to the other musicians as they played, quietly listening and assessing things. It turns out, in addition to being a singer-songwriter, he has a studio in Salado, and not just for audio production, he also does video. So that's part of his kit bag. So, without further ado... Resident DJ Shanti Ann interviewing Richard Paul Thomas. Well, I wanted to say thank you for being with us today. You're most welcome. And I love the variety I hear in your music. Could you tell us what your main influences are? Actually, I started listening to music when my dad uh, was playing all these things. He had the most eclectic record collection you could imagine. And there was always music playing around my house, uh, usually pretty loud, <laughs> and uh, which really was, my mom didn't like that that much, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> anyway, he has stuff from, you know, big band, Broadway plays, ethnic music, you know, I mean, just everything that was popular back in the late 40s, early 50s. At some point in time, I took up accordion and was playing that, and he bought me a 45 record player. I don't know if you ever saw one of those. I was on my way and eventually sold accordion and switched to guitar around 1957. Been doing this a while. Flying down Texas Highway, working hard both night and day. Everyone's gone the same way, looking for a place to play. Lots of folks, they like to hear us when the music plays for free. Not sure if they will support us Paying rent's reality Writing songs to sing for supper How I love the open road One day at a time we take it Carrying our heavy load Searching for the right connection Many stories yet untold Flying down to Texas Highway Searching for a pot of gold Changed a whole lot since the last time I was here Working full time on my music Miss the old days, that's for sure It's the song that starts the process That's what they all say Very few can make a profit Yes, it just works out that way The internet is full of places We capture every song you need Download free from countless sources It's getting harder to compete I've been told so many times But my songs just don't fit the mold Flying down a Texas highway Searching for a pot of gold 
make life flow Still have lots of years before me Just how many I don't know So I'll keep on playing music Meeting new friends as I grow If we all support each other Who knows just how far we'll go Writing songs to sing for supper How I love the open road One day at a time we'll take it Carrying our heavy load Searching for the right connection Many stories yet untold Flying down a Texas highway Searching for a pot of gold Flying down a Texas highway Searching for a pot of gold Do you have a particular music piece that inspired you? Um yeah, I did. In fact, it's kind of unusual. Back after I graduated from high school, I, I went to a couple of colleges, and then I wound up at the Wisconsin Conservatory of Music, so I was taking classical guitar. And I discovered a piece by an artist named Villalobos. I don't know if you ever heard of him. I have, actually, yeah. It was a piece called Bacchianas Brasileiras Number no. 5, and it was uh, Rindel Almeida was playing guitar, and a lady named Sally Terry was doing the vocal. And it was just like this ethereal piece of music and it just i mean the thing i liked about it is obviously it had guitar in it and i was appreciated that aspect of it but it covered a huge emotional um spectrum and her voice if you ever get a chance to hear it it's incredible i mean just really soft pristine recording and so if you ever came over and said i want to hear something really strange or interesting that's that's what i play you (laughs) oh cool that now how did you get interested in making music Kind of a transition from the stuff that uh, my dad was doing. I got involved uh, in high school in one of those big Christy Minstrel type folk groups, you know. And we did a lot of TV shows and some recordings and stuff like that. And so it was just a transition, you know. Um, obviously, you know, everybody in- influenced me at that in those days, you know, the Buddy Hollies and Dylan and Roy Orbison and the Beatles. So it just kind of drove it, you know, from high school on. There are folks in this world Who struggle and fight The injustice that smothers this land As I watch them I hope Things will be alright And wonder Do they need a hand? Look at my hands Are they working? at my heart is it love that I share look at my life is it worth all this living if I don't lend you a Only thinking of what they can gain As they ravage this earth Don't they understand when they're done Nothing remains Look at my hands Are they working for freedom? Look at my heart 
Is it love that I share? Look at my life Is it worth all this living If I don't lend you a hand? We all have the right To choose how we live Decide right or wrong Which prevail We make the choice To take or to give Whether to win or to fail at my hands Are they working for freedom? Look at my heart Is it love that I share? Look at my life Is it worth all this living If I don't lend you a hand? Look at my life Is it worth all this If I don't lend you a hand If I don't lend you a hand Um, I was wondering about if you could tell us about the cages. Yeah, the cages of Texas. That one was, uh, I think you've seen that picture of the father and daughter who uh, had uh-huh. drowned trying to get across the uh, Rio Grande. Uh-huh. You know, obviously, immigration has always been an issue. <laughs> I'm a second-generation American, so I, every time I hear somebody complain about it, I'm going, well, you know, I wouldn't be here if we wouldn't have had that opportunity to get here. Anyway, that song just, I kind of tapped into the emotions behind the picture. I did a little research, um, well, actually a bunch of research on what was actually happening and where the people were coming from. And, and all of a sudden the song was there. It was just kind of a picture of what's happening at our borders. I, 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 the cages of Texas. Freedom betrayed There's a storm on the border of Texas From El Paso to Port Isabel On the nights when the full moon is shining You can see people living in hell When it started there weren't so many They became thousands, then thousands more These families are searching for freedom That's not what they find on our shore Aye, aye, aye Aye, aye, aye The cages of Texas American made Aye, aye, aye Aye, aye, aye The cages in Texas Freedom betrayed 
Traveling hundreds of miles through the jungle And the mountains of old Mexico They carry their precious possessions With their children and old ones in tow They've heard stories of one other country The land of the free and the brave But when they arrive at our borders Our government locks them away Ay, ay, ay Ay, ay, ay The cages of Texas American pride Ay, ay, ay Ay, ay, ay The cages in Texas I am sure that you've heard all the stories How we're tearing these families apart Taking babies away from their mothers I wish that was only the start Migrants wait till we call out their number Facing squalor and hunger and shame Some try swimming their way here to freedom And dying, we now know their names Ay, ay, ay Ay, ay, ay The cages of Texas Land of liberty Ay, ay, ay Ay, ay, ay The families in cages Longing to be free The families in cages Treated ruthlessly the story there are migrants all over this earth fleeing from war and injustice nature is making things worse now we say that we hold these truths sacred that all men are created the same And our country will welcome the masses That's not true and you know where to blame When it's time for another election Let's wake up our leaders and say If you truly believe in this country Then help us to stop this today But if you don't believe in this country You better get out of our way Ay, ay, ay Ay, ay, ay The cages of Texas Lives in misery Ay, ay, ay Ay, ay, ay The children 
dying to be free. The baby's in cages, dying to be free. It's a very powerful piece. Well, thank you. Thank you. Talk about Every Day's a Present. Yeah, that one was interesting. It actually started out as a complete instrumental called A Walk on a Sunday Afternoon. No lyrics would come. It was just it was just this nice little song, you know, that kind of popped out there. I wake up every morning kind of singing. <laughs> you know, I set the day that way. And, and so then somebody wow. sent me, you know, that little saying about yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery, today is a gift. That's why they call it a present. That's right. When I got that, I went, oh, every day's a present. And so then the song started, the lyrics started to flow out of that. It's kind of jazzy. And I, I write from a lot of different places. In fact, I let the songs kind of tell me where they're going. I don't say this has to be a, a rocker, or this has to be blues, or this has to be oh, folk yeah. or anything. I just let the song take its course. And then when I go in the studio, the musicians kind of pick up on that. And we kind of made that a little jazz trio kind of deal. So it's fun. This morning feeling great And I jumped out of bed Got myself going Heard the day calling There's a song in my head Every day's a present I must never forget Made me some breakfast Went out on the deck And I watched the sunrise Laughing at the kittens, playing with each other, learning how to survive. Every day's a present, I must not compromise. Breeze blows, birds know what life's all about. They can tell me, but I gotta figure it out for myself. That's all there is. Searching for the meaning of life. Meaning of life. I pull myself together, fight the stormy weather, learning how to survive. How to survive. Every day's a present. Every day's a surprise.
for myself. That's all there is. Searching for the meaning of life. Pull myself together, fight the stormy weather, learning how to survive. Every day's a present, every day's a surprise. Every day's a present, every day's a surprise. Each day's a surprise. Every day's a surprise. Yeah, that's what I've heard of your music. It's just this variety, you know. You have no particular set style. It's no, just, people ask me a lot of it, you know, what kind of style do you have? And I go, I don't know. You know it's, it's all over the map, which is not a good thing when you try and market, you know, because everybody tries to put you into a bucket. You know, I was in that bucket yesterday, but today I'm in a different bucket. To me, that's actually a good place to be. Back when I was a kid, radio was everything. I mean, you would hear... I mean, literally, Volari next to Rockin' Around the Clock and Chuck Berry, and then you go to the, you know, Singing Nun, singing whatever she sang, you know, K-Star. I mean, all these artists were just on the radio. Um, and then if you listen to the Beatles, I mean, look, at they're all over mm-hmm. the map. But in fact, they don't even pay attention to styles. They just do whatever the song dictates. Yeah. To me, I think it's a sign of talent when you can have all these different influences express themselves in your music. It's how I was raised. You know, I think some people don't really get out there and listen to enough. I like uh, musical theater. When I was a kid, the grade school I was attending and the high school, you know, you had these, you know, father-son, mother-son kind of trips that they put together. We'd go, you know, all over Milwaukee and Chicago to see just incredible plays, you know, Riverboat. And I mean, all these things that were popular at the time, Oklahoma, you know, the bells are ringing, all those things. And that really impacted me too, because... The delivery of a song in a play is a lot different than just a normal record. There's dialogue going on there. So a lot of times that's, I use that tool in my songs when I write. Um, I also don't pay much attention to rhyme schemes because if something is said that is said clearly, but it doesn't rhyme, well, that's okay. (laughs) I said what I wanted to say. That's right. That's right. I've noticed storytelling. I, I love that. Yeah, storytelling is really the big part. Even if it's a, a not a ballad, if it's something else that has a, a story feel to it, I like to take the listener on a little bit of a trip. You know, it's not just repeating the same words over and over again. It's kind of a start and a finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The other song I wanted to talk about was Salado. Obviously, I'm living in Salado now. Linda's ancestors, uh, my wife Linda, actually moved to Texas with the second group of settlers that Stephen F. Austin brought to Texas in the early 1800s. And ultimately, they landed at Matagorda, and ultimately some of the family wound up here in Salado. They were the fourth family to move here. How that song kind of came about is I was traveling a lot. I had this uh, software company, um, and I was doing a lot of work in Latin America, and, and I was on the road all the time. And for some reason, one day we were driving from Houston to Salado. We came here quite often. And I was just thinking about what it'd be like to be the stagecoach driver on his last trip home. You know, stagecoach in is here. That's how travel was back in those, those times. I kind of put myself in that person's place, and uh, that's where I went. And so that's how the song kind of grew. 
Six league horses, should I hasten their pace? Stagecoach rocking for tired strangers to sleep, riding on Salado. Sun is gone, Salado. While he's flying as clear across Texas, I ride. Knowing she's waiting is all that keeps me alive Seeing her sitting with sunlight in her dark hair One more dawn, Salado Coming home, Salado She's waiting Right on Right on Right on Anticipating Clouds turn into rainbows Resembling the shine in her eyes Down where the creek flows That is where I had left her Sing the songs, tell them everything is alright Thank the stars, tonight will be the last time I'm alone, Salado Almost on, Salado She's waiting Right on Right on Right on Anticipating Sun's rising before me In only three hours I'll be home How will I find her When I tell her no longer tight in my arms Take this money Build ourselves a nice farm Spend my evenings Rocking babies to sleep Until dawn Salado I am
liked that. It had a very um, old, old-timey Western kind of feel to it. Like it should be um, like an anthem in a in a, in a Western. That'd be great. Yeah, I'd love to do a, a whole movie with that theme or something. You know, <laughs> people have told me that they felt like they were actually riding a stagecoach when they listened to that song. It was. It has that kind of rhythm. It does. Speaking of Salado, uh, what what is going on in the Salado art scene in now? Well, um, at the at this moment, nothing. You know <laughs> the way things are going. Everything's been canceled. I am on the board of a, something called the Salado Cultural Arts District. Um, the state uh, allowed Salado to create this district to uh, do all sorts of things for performing arts and visual arts. We're about two years old now, and we've we've done a bunch of things last year. We had some kind of art exhibits in Temple, one down in Austin at the, at the state capitol. You know, Slato has a lot of artists that live here, a lot of artisans in general, poets and writers and metal workers and, I mean, glass-blowing people, not glass, well, glass-blowing and, and stained-glass artists, um, a lot of painters. And so, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a group to help promote that whole piece of the puzzle. But since the pandemic has hit, we've kind of pulled things back. We had a laser show set to be down at the creek um, when they were opening up all the new, you know, we had our roads redone here. So they were going to do this big celebration, but that had to be canceled. Some concerts had to be canceled. We're talking now about doing a virtual uh, house concert, kind of a coffee house where any one of the audience, whether it's artisans, whether it's a poet or musician or, or a painter, can show their wares on like a Zoom session. Like a little 15-minute show sponsored by one of the local businesses. And we also have an annual fundraiser we've been doing every February. We did one last year. This year, I think it's going to probably have to be carry-out <laughs> because no one's going to want to stay in a small room eating with other people. So it's developing. It's have a small board and a little bit of a budget, and the city's behind us. So, you know, it's just a matter of getting out from under what's going on here right now. You know? Yeah, yeah. So can you tell us about your time in Milwaukee? Oh, yeah. Well, I was born and raised there. I could tell you 30 years of what was going on with me in Milwaukee. You know, just kind of, you know, grade school, high school, all that kind of stuff. Lived uh, pretty close to the lake. Uh, ultimately, when I moved out of the house, I lived in a town called Bayview. It was, it's really part of Milwaukee, but it's right on Lake Michigan. Spent a lot of time there, you know, played all over the state in different bands over the course of, of my uh, developmental years, I guess. All the car bands, you know, the the Polaras and Ron and the Continentals and all those kinds of groups, you know what I mean? Um, and then I met a lady when I was doing that uh, folk group I was telling you about, the big group. She was one of the singers, and we started working together, and then uh, we were doing mostly covers, but then we ultimately started writing some things and did that for quite a while, toured over the eastern half of the U.S., open for a lot of people. In fact, I was just watching the I Am Woman movie about Helen Reddy. We had opened for her at Summerfest. We worked with Anne Murray, Loggins and Messina, you know, a whole bunch of people, Odetta, a lot of big folk um, artists at that time. In fact, Loggins and Messina was pretty funny. It was a, a show up in Green Bay. I'm working with Merrill Briganti. Do you know him? I don't. He's an engineer in Liberty Hill, but he was the drummer for uh, Loggins and Messina for many years. The Promoter called us up for the show. It was in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And so we went up and got there and met everybody and, you know, the typical thing that goes on backstage. And then just as we're getting on stage, the radio DJ is announcing us and he's saying, uh, you know, um, we got a really good act coming on here, but I do want to tell you that uh, 
the band originally scheduled for tonight to open for the Loggins and Messina had to cancel. The band was ZZ Top. And so we had to replace ZZ Top, and the audience was PO'd big time. But we had to work it through. I got a couple of uh, dings on my guitar from things that people had sent to us, you know, thrown at us. Thrown at you? Well, of course, you know. I mean, they had. Aww. can you imagine 6,000 people being told that ZZ Top's not coming, but here you are? That's a lot of pressure, huh? No kidding. But we got through it, and we had a good time, and ultimately won the audience over from what I remember, but... Uh, a lot of those kind of experiences. And then I was there in Milwaukee until the mid-70s and eventually came down here to Texas. Can you tell me what is Captured Rainbow? Captured Rainbow starts the night my wife left me. <laughs> One of those kind of things. She left the day after Christmas and took her presents with her. Then three days later, I got a call from the Cousteau Society to come to Houston to work on a project called Involvement Days. It was a big environmental project at that time. It's a play. It's a musical. It starts out as I'm kind of leaving, leaving Milwaukee, heading into this new life. And then the songs came from people and experiences that I've met on my first couple of years here in, in Texas. And the captured rainbow idea is kind of all these different captured emotions that uh, you have that I'm trying to express. And, you know, and it kind of, you know, I, I could use some psychological help, as you, we all can of, of, for time from time to time, you know. So it was just my way of uh, getting those emotions, you know, resolved or worked on. You know, music's a great tool to use to uh, go through things that you're working on in your life. So, you know, that's, that, that's what that whole play was about. That was the kind of opening. I just gone, got through working, you know, with my wife, ex-wife, um, you know, for eight years on the road, writing all the stuff and that, and that, that part of my life ended. So this was like a brand new Trip. I mean, just I packed up everything I wanted to keep and headed south to Houston. I can't spell the state I'm in. It's somewhere in. Patience is key. There's no need to worry. 
living in darkness, not in light. The time has come for me to change, reach for the sunlight, leave the rain. If I just open up my eyes, my eyes, open up my brought you down to texas from milwaukee right yeah i got a call um late december from the uh Cousteau's, uh the new york office and they said did you want to come did i want to come down to houston to help them produce another event i left milwaukee on the 3rd of january is 26 below zero i got to houston it was 69 degrees i went i am home <laughs> i didn't realize people spent winters like that you know yeah. So uh, that's how I got here. So what brought you to Salado? Well, I think I mentioned Linda, her ancestors lived here. And so, you know, all the time we kept driving up here from Houston and, and spending time. And it was a nice place to be. And, you know, when things kind of fell apart in the mid-80s in Houston, the whole economy collapsed. We had just had a brand new baby boy, Timothy, and... and uh, it was a good good time and place for us to get up here. So we we took everything we had, sold everything we had, and moved up here and got here with $17 in our pockets. And that was it. Yeah. So kind of grew it from there. That's pretty brave stuff. Well, what do you do? Oh. You know, the whole oil industry and all that stuff collapsed in Houston. And our the company that Linda had, it was a graphic design company, only worked with all the, all the oil firms, you know, the Tenecos, Bechtel, Shells, all those big guys. So, you know, we had 30 artists in the company and, you know, we paid people with, uh, you know, office supplies and desks and whatever we had and shut it all down and had our little baby boy and then came up here. And it's been a joy ever since. Yeah. Salado's a sweet little town. It is. It's really, it's really nice. I mean, it still has that historic aspect too of it. We live not too far from downtown, but far enough where you drive up the driveway, it's like, you know, you just slip 100 years into the past. Yes. And it's so sweet. It's just this sweet little town. It's just adorable. Yeah, we love it. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. Like, the Christmas strolls coming, in, I think, this coming weekend, next weekend. And it's going to be pretty subdued compared to prior years. But, you know, we always would be out there and people would come and visit us and you know, and do all that stuff. And it's just, it's really, really been, uh, 
kind of unusual. I'm, I'm sure everybody's going through the same thing. I've been fortunate because a lot of the work I do has been remote. So not too much has changed for Linda and I, but I'm sure a lot of people are having a real tough time this year. In fact, we're working on a an idea about trying to get some food to people because it's just tough out there. It really is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no doubt. Now, you are the owner of RPT Productions, Salado-based music production firm. Um, tell us tell us a little more about that. Well, RPT is actually a nickname I got when I was working with the Cousteaus. It's uh, RPT the AD because I was the assistant director of the program. And it just kind of stuck. And so um, it's everything I do kind of under that moniker. Um, I had a studio in Houston that we sold everything so we could get here to Salado. Um and then uh, I slowly started to build things up here, you know, mostly for my own use. I'm a songwriter, so I got to do demos and record things and such. Um, the first project I really worked on was the Captured Rainbow Project. And then a friend called me up. Uh, she had a play called Chanteuse. It, it, it was a four-person play, and she needed all the songs done. So we worked on it and got all that happening. And then I worked with other artists and, and you know, eventually wound up doing uh, – producing some different song circles at the local theater here. I bring in three or four of my friends from Austin and they'd, we do a concert and then we produced, I produced a Chantu play at the Silver Spur. I don't know if you remember the Silver Spur it used to be a theater here in town. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah I've seen it. Yeah. So I did a bunch of that and then it just grew, you know, I worked with other artists. I do a lot of co-writes with different people around the country. Just finished one with a guy in Portland. So I was wondering uh, what else you're up to these days. Um, pretty much just working on uh, my own stuff. Um, had a chance. I just did a kind of a put together a catalog of all the songs I've got, and I just realized how many of them aren't recorded and how many of them aren't finished. <laughs> so I need to get on some of that. Um, we just did a show called the Touring Texas Songwriters. It was 22 shows featuring all sorts of different Texas songwriters that tour Europe and the show is broadcast in Switzerland. The radio station has about 3 million listeners. So it was kind of a cool thing. So we did 22 of those shows. I work with an artist from a couple artists from Austin area, just stuff, you know, staying busy. Cool. All that. So I was wondering what you think of some of the more pressing issues of our time. Well, probably the most pressing, the one that's overseas at all is climate change. Um, we had worked with the Cousteaus, I mean, seriously, 40 years ago, we were talking about the issues that we're still facing today. And it's just crazy, you know, that we haven't done anything about it. And everything else falls out of that, you know. We're having problems with, you know, um, just the environmental things cause famines. Cause, I mean, all this stuff just goes on all because we're kind of destroying this earth, you know. Um, immigration's a big thing, obviously. You, you we talked about cages. That's uh, that's just, you know, I mean, that's what this country was built on. But it's not just this country. I, I don't know if you caught that in the song. This is happening all over the world from wars and storms. And I mean, it's just everything. And now the COVID thing has just made it that much worse. Yeah, when you look at it, you start to, you know, it kind of takes your breath away and you don't know what to do next. But I think the big solution to this thing is that we can just get the distribution of wealth taken care of. There's so many greedy people in this world. If we could just forget the greed and start working to help everybody together, 
I think those problems, all these problems would start to drop away, you know. This seems to me if we spent money on, on taking care of people and the environment instead of people's pockets. I mean, what are you going to do with, you know, $30 billion? I mean, you know, I mean, just how can you possibly even spend that? Anyway, let me get on my soapbox and we'll talk here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the last question I want to ask you is where can we find your music and, and the other projects you're working on? I have a website now that has links to uh, the stuff I've recorded, some of the stuff I've recorded, but there's so much more. You know, we've done videos, we've done, you know, these touring Texas shows. All that information is on richardpaulthomas.com. And then pretty soon we're going to have the blogs and in the Patreon page. I'm doing the Patreon page because I don't, I don't know when live performance is going to be back on, on track again, even when it is, you know, I'm not so sure I want to get back on the road touring again. I I did that for many years. I kind of like this sedentary style. I mean, I'll go out and do shows. I'd like to just do shows here for small audiences. I really love playing in front of an audience. So I'd like to do some shows here and video those. So it's just, you know, it's a different world. Just find your own path. Man, there's so much to do now with the internet and all the connectivity we have. We never had that when I was a kid. You know, it was radio or a record company. Those were the outlets. And you played in bars. Nowadays, you can get your music out to millions of people while sitting at home. So, I mean, it's just changed a lot. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's a question of how to monetize yeah, that's that is a huge question. Um, I, I've kind of taken that off the table a little bit. It's just changing the things you do and the way you live your life. You know, that's what I'm all about right now. If there's some dollars and cents that come in as part of it, that'd be great. But you can't focus on that. That doesn't exist anymore. You know, it, it'll take care of itself. Just you know, just create and do what you want to do, and the rest will kind of fall into place. Yeah. Good advice. Um, well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for doing this. This is great. Okay. Well, best wishes to you. Let's take a look at the Tornado Radio Central Texas live music events calendar. Friday night, December 11th, in Salado, we've got Dustin Brown at 6 o'clock at the Barrow Brewing Company. Saturday night, on the 12th, in Belton, we have, at 6 o'clock, at Fire Street Pizza, Beth Lee and the Breakups. And in Waco, at 8.30, at the backyard, we have the Husser Brothers. Historic Salado is notable in that they have managed to maintain their integrity as a community while still keeping up with the times. Salado is also a frequent destination for those seeking good live music, an active fine arts scene, as well as interesting shopping such as antiques, restaurants, and of course beer. All 
right, so here we are in Salado, standing outside of Barrow Brewing, and we're listening to the amazing Amanda Brown and guitar player. And um, I am talking with uh, Shannon. And uh, we were chatting a little bit, so um, you are just visiting Salado, correct? Yes, um, I'm currently stationed at Fort Sill in Oklahoma. I'm just visiting a friend here. Cool. So, in a word or two, uh, your first impression of Salado. What's the coolest thing about Salado so far? Um, well, I really love like the small town vibe and all the lights and the silo kind of vibe I get from here. I've just never been anywhere where it's like that, so I like it a lot. Yeah, they have definitely preserved the small town feel. Yeah. A lot of people have lost it, but they have not, yeah. which I think is good. So what do you think is the weirdest thing about Salado? I mean, like I said, it's the first time I've been here, but I've heard the animals here are scary, the bugs, so maybe. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. It's pretty cool to me so far. I think everything's cool, so. <laughs> All these weird critters coming up and asking you questions. And it's like, hey, you want to be on a podcast? <laughs> There's always that. Okay, so I am standing here with uh, Salado natives. If y'all uh, could tell me, what is your favorite uh, thing about Salado? Music related or otherwise? Well, I came out here when I was um, small with my parents, and we would always come to the creek. The creek is the main thing, of course. Yeah. And we would actually put foil, we'd make boats out of foil, okay. and we'd put them here at the bridge, and then we'd go down to Pace Park, and we'd wait to see how many got, got down there, and that's who won. And so okay. when my boys were small, I had them do the same thing. So it's a tradition. Well, it, yeah, we got to yeah, start that back up. Yeah, yeah. it's a tradition. <laughs> got to start it back up, yeah. though. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. My favorite thing, I, I grew up here. I went to school here. Uh, golly, my favorite thing. I don't know. I miss the small village kind of thing, how it used to be. Yeah. But I, I like it, how it grew. And it grew, it didn't grow too much, but it. I like all that little accents it has now. Here, the borrow brewing, uh, the glass blowing over here, all the new little restaurants, the shed, all kind of, Johnny's is good. Yeah. I, and like she said, the creek. I love the creek. Oh, man. It's, a good it's, it's a great place for family. I yeah, agree. a really good place for, great family. Place for family. Yeah, and I, I think you all have kept the small town thing a lot. Yeah, more yeah, than yeah, 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 yeah. It hadn't gotten too big. Yeah. That's the good thing I like about it. Yeah. I like that. Okay, since you all know Salado, you can answer this question better than anybody. What is the weirdest thing about Salado? The okay, I'll thing. tell you something weird that people, most people don't know is when you're coming into town, there's a tree that's got a eagle's nest or something uh, um, on the top of it, and it's actually been turned upside down. The tree was buried upside down, and that was put up there as a, uh, a drunken thing, I think. Okay. And then there's also the yeah, there's Sorry, also behind the um, Salado Inn. There's the big tree there that goes down. It was always called the kissing tree, and it's haunted underneath there before, underneath there. So interesting. Yeah. That is. So supposedly, if you kiss there, then you're destined to be together. <laughs> the weirdest thing about Salado is a bunch of the moms like to mess with the the high schoolers Stop and stuff. It. <laughs> I'm serious. Do not say that. No. What, mess with no. their heads. Mess with their heads. Oh. Psychologically. And there's yeah. a there's a group of housewives called the Firecrackers. And they like they they they're crazy. Okay. Stop say it. That. Well, that's the weirdest thing I know about Salado. Okay. Other than that, it's lovely. I love Salado. <laughs> I am standing here with Leo. Leo and Steph. Okay. 
And are you all uh, Salado natives, or are you just visiting? Close enough. We live in Belton. Yep. That's right across enough. the dam. Okay, yep. That's <laughs> kind of where I live. Anyway, um, so, my questions are, um, what are your favorite things about Salado, in a word or two? Always active. Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's always something to do. We bring friends, we bring family. There's always, like... They cater to every need or special want that you have in this little town. You know what the best part of Belton is? Salado. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is the weirdest thing about Salado? The, the catfish mermaid myth. I'm, I'm still trying to find it, and I'm not even sure if it's fake or not. There's, like, bridge trolls. There's butterflies everywhere. Like, I don't know. It's just all a fairy tale like, feeling of it. You know, it's just, you come here, you learn about a new myth every single day. The deer just take over the lawn. They're just hanging out. The deer, yes. Yeah. The critters. I mm -hmm. yeah. I want to say my favorite weird thing is the jeweler, Miss uh, Kiki. Oh, Kiki the jeweler. <laughs> She's <yeah>. amazing. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I am standing here with Brooke. Okay. Are you a Salado native or are you just visiting? Or? I'm not a native. I transported here via Hamilton, Texas, via Austin, via Salado, probably about 12, 13 years ago. Okay, so you know the area pretty well. Yeah. yeah, okay. So my two questions are, what is your favorite thing about Salado? I would think the favorite thing about Slato, so when I first moved here, I just loved the town to be able to go to the small businesses. I met a lot of people. Uh, I now myself have a small business and my food truck's right behind us. Um, and just meeting everybody, everybody becomes your friend. You can walk into a store. I'm from a very small town, Hamilton, Texas, and everybody kind of knows everyone. And it's kind of cool to, you know, drive through and have that hometown feel where you Put a finger up on the, a good finger, the yeah. front finger, a wave up on the steering wheel and somebody waves at you back and you run into somebody at the grocery store. So, typical. And your food truck, what is the name of that? Uh, it's called Echo and Queso. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, and, and my next question is, what is the weirdest thing about Salado? It's very weird because you know people of all shape sizes colors and ages and you know where they've come from some people have lived here for forever some people have got here as quick as they could and it's very weird because they all get along most of the time and they don't get along some of the time but everybody still hangs out drinks beer tries to support each other uh, for the most part, uh, so I would think I would say that's probably about the, the weirdest thing with Salado. It's a growing process for everyone, uh, for the artists that are here. Um, artists are different um, than maybe what was thought of um, a long time ago. Um, so everybody, I consider my art myself an artist, and that's with the food. Um, you've got mu music. You've got um, Gale over glass blowing. You got Row throwing pottery. Um, people sell different things, and so um, Slato is pretty good at, for the most part, just embracing that creativity and that, that artist sense. Here I am, and I'm standing here with uh, Majana. Majana, okay. Anna. Anna, okay. And you're from Salado and you're visiting. My question for both of you is, what is your favorite thing about Salado? My favorite thing about Salado is the sense of commu community, the small town feel yes. and the welcomeness of people. 
So I'm going to give you an example. We were in line uh, buying kids lemonade and the gentleman in front of us said hello to the kids and then he paid for all the kids lemonades. Oh, so is it is sweet and you know it's hard to find th people like that and it seems like just like she said sense of community and I feel like people are super nice. Yeah. Okay and so my next question is what is the weirdest thing about Salado? Every other house in her neighborhood has chickens. <laughs> hey, it's smart. You know, it's a good thing. Yeah. You got to drive slow on 2484 because you might be in a meeting one of the deers. <laughs> meeting them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Head on. <laughs> yeah. Very close contact. <laughs> Thanks once again for joining us on Tornado Radio. And during this uh, crazy, crazy time, try to keep a sense of humor, have a little fun, and as always, peace be with y'all. <laughs>